0: A.W. Tozer, might have said it here before, but said how tragic that in this evil day we've had our seeking done for us by our teachers. How tragic that in this evil day we've had our seeking done for us by our teachers. We need teachers. We need Greg. We need me. We need you. We do. And we can receive. We can be imparted to. We, we can have, the, God can give us words that His Spirit seizes upon to bring revelation. But our teachers can never do the seeking for us. And I want to tell you that the richest revelation you will get will never be from us. It will be from him. It's not putting us out of a job. The great, listen to me the greatest joy of my life is not that you receive something from me that that is the greatest thing that you get from me the greatest the greatest success and i use that word in a in a in a godly way the fruit of my life and ministry is that you leave encounters with me and you want to sit in the Word, you want to hear from Father, you want to seek Him, that you just go, I just want to know God like He knows God. I I just want to get the revelation from Him directly. And you sit and you marinate and meditate in the Word and you commune and God speaks. That's the greatest fruit. Not that you are taught something, but you're empowered to seek after. That's the greatest thing. That's the greatest thing. And I just want to encourage you to be seekers more and more. To be seekers. Ones who seek after. I just want to look as good as Greg. Ones who seek after. And George Clooney. <laughs> Thanks for coming again. If you, if you weren't here this morning, you don't know what we're talking about. Ask the Spirit, He'll reveal it to you. <laughs> Be seekers. Jeremiah 29, 13. Does not say, if you are taught about me, you will know me. It says, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you seek me with all your heart I wonder if there's another if from this morning Hey If There's a condition Seek me Promise Find me Come on it's all through the Bible It's all through the Bible Again if you went there this morning Listen to the recording The power of if The fact that there's promises of God But there's conditions that unlock it And release it into our reality And so Today uh, Tonight I want to talk about Something that is going to empower you to seek Seek truth, find truth, know truth, live in truth and be free by truth. How does that sound? Is that okay? I don't want to teach you something that you go, oh, that's nice. I I, I just want to throw something out, bring a bit of clarity that might shift your thinking on something. And I pray the Spirit of God will just breathe upon our time together. Are you doing okay tonight? Whatever I just tried to say, are you doing that? They work me hard sometimes. God is good. I want to talk about interpretation, the word interpretation. If you receive my daily devotion, you would have seen some of this, but I just feel so stirred I've got to bring it. Interpretation, and I pray by the end of our little bit of time in the Word, you'll think differently about interpretation. Because I don't believe it means what we think it means. And there's something rich in it. I want to go straight to John chapter 11. John 11, Father help us today, help us tonight Do you you have any idea how special, how privileged, Sandra does How honoured, how ridiculously Just grab a whole bunch of adjectives and whatever other things are meant to be before words Blessed we are that we get to hang out together on a Sunday night and enjoy the richness of God's presence and sit in his word, encounter him and hear his heart. Do you know how blessed that is for us? Us? Not me, us? This is in a world where... The majority of people, even if they are in a family or in a workplace or in a sports club, are so lonely and so disconnected and so isolated and so hopeless. We get to do this. I beg you never, ever entertain the thought that I I, I should go tonight or I should go this morning. We're honored, we're privileged, we're blessed. I just you must. If Jesus Himself was here, would we be? He is here. We need a shift. He is here. We're feasting on Him and His Word and His truth right now. And so, I'm am just going to relax. And if I if I relax too much for you, and you want me to talk faster, well, too bad. John 11. John 11. Verse 11, down to verse 16. I just want to open up with this and then we'll just, we'll just download a few things. And I, I'm feeling that I might actually read quite a bit from my iPad tonight. I say that, but I'm not sure. But that's what I plan to do because I sort of want to just get it down succinctly. And then it says in verse 11, John 11, After he, Jesus, had said this, he went on to tell them, Okay, stop. I want you to lean in and even before I download what Father's showing me, I, I want I want Father to download stuff as I read it to you. Is that alright? Are you hungry for him to speak to you directly? Come on, don't don't just I, I know this I yeah, I know the story. No, no, let's let Father speak. Jesus told them our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But I am going there. To wake him up. Pretty clear. His disciples replied. Lord if he sleeps. He will get better. Good response. Jesus had been speaking of his death. But his disciples thought. He meant natural sleep. Listen. So then he told them plainly. Clearly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. (laughs) Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Okay, can I just break this down for a minute? I've seen some confused faces right now. Jesus made a statement. His word that you hold in your hand that is in front of you is a series of many statements. From Genesis to Revelation. In this case, Jesus made a statement. The disciples thought he meant something different to what he said. Is anyone so far feeling like, okay, I've, just, I've done that many times? Listen, the next thing is they spoke directly to him. But if he's sleeping, that, that's a good thing he'll get better. And this is what I felt. Unfortunately, these days, people are talking to other people about biblical issues more than they're sincerely talking to God. They didn't go away. They did it other times and start saying, what does he mean? What's he talking about? And he knew their thoughts and he said, what are you talking about? What were you <laughs> but in this case, I want you to get what Father showed me. Jesus made a statement. They misunderstood what he said. But they went to him and said, what do you mean? Then in response to the disciples talking to him, not to someone else, not trying to work it out, but asking him directly, Jesus spoke plainly to them and brought the clarity of what he said. Yet even then, and even though they had heard Jesus clearly, Lazarus is dead, not Asleep, Thomas still incorrectly applied what Jesus had clearly said. Hmm. Let's go ahead and die there too. Thomas is known as doubting Thomas. And Thomas, the word Didymus actually means twin, which means there is two of something. Are you with me? Are you leaning in deep? There is two of something. Thomas was a disciple of Jesus. So he had faith in Jesus. Yet Thomas was also known to doubt what Jesus said and what he meant even when he spoke clearly. And in this example, he heard clearly that Lazarus was dead, but then he wrongly interpreted That they were going there to die with Him. Something that Jesus never said. And I believe this is the twin of His life. Some faith, some doubt, double-mindedness, confusion, hearing plainly, but adding my own thoughts and getting off track. And therefore, He ended up in a wrong interpretation hearing the words that Jesus spoke, but not understanding what he was saying. And I feel that this is a prophetic reality for where many are in the church today. We believe in Jesus, yet we doubt what he says, and then we wrongly interpret it even when we do hear him speak plainly. That's my introduction set up. I'm stirred by the truth about God's truth and our interpretation of it. And this is what Father said that triggered this whole thought for me. He spoke it to me quite some months ago. Three statements. Let me tell you what he said. And then I want to break this open and teach just a little bit. This is what he said to me clearly. I wasn't looking for anything. This is just in my... Many just Walks with father And he starts to speak Let me just, And I want I, I Read it slow I might read it a couple times Because I want you to get What he said to me And it's for us This right now I'm speaking to you As a prophet To the body of Christ Okay I'm not elevating myself I'm just wanting you to know I'm not just talking On something that's nice I'm bringing a realignment Right now When it comes to Interpret This is what God said to me When it comes to Interpretation Of God's word Close enough Is not good enough when it comes to an interpretation of God's word this is what it means close enough is not good enough the second thing he said to me is God's word means what God wants it to mean not what we want it to mean Close enough is not good enough. It means what God declares it to mean, not what I want it to mean. Those that have ears to hear right now, you know that what I'm saying is m- greatly needed in the body of Christ in our lives. Number three, an interpretation of God's word. And this is where the rubber hits the motor- road and I'm going to lean into it, Sam. An interpretation of God's word is only valid if God sees it the same way. We live in a time where we say, that's your interpretation, that's mine, that's their interpretation. Everyone's open to their interpretation. It's all good. We're all on the same thing. Sounds nice. It sounds, what's the word, inclusive. It sounds non-judgmental. It sounds... PC, it sounds Rubbish Interpretation I, I'm just going to put myself in it I'm going to speak to you clearly plainly tonight If I have an interpretation Of the Bible And I say this is what it means And God sees it differently I am wrong It's not valid You can't say this Steve You can't say someone's opinion Is not valid Therein lies the problem therein lies the problem we have reduced the word interpretation to an opinion and by its very definition and the thesaurus it means an explanation let me let me God started to really push me into this and He said, when we ask the question what is your interpretation of this verse to most people what we mean is what do you think this verse means how do you see it what does it mean to you But this is not what the word interpretation means. I looked in the Oxford Dictionary and in the thesaurus. I've got pages on it. But let me give you the bullet points of even what the dictionary and the thesaurus means. It means the action of explaining the meaning of something. An explanation. A way of explaining. It means expounding. Exposition exegesis clarification definition simplification meaning understanding it means it means analysis it means evaluation it means review it means study it means decoding it means transcription it means translation transliteration it means paraphrasing it means nowhere in there does it mention opinion your thoughts I need us to hear this. I'm I'm going, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm leaning in. Interpretation is about our explanation. It is not about our opinion. And in the body of Christ right now, we have actually made it about our opinion. And we have elevated our opinion to truth. when you give an explanation of something if you do not know it mm, god help me a trans, an interpretation which is an explanation is only right to do the degree that the one explaining something explains it in such a way that even if they haven't seen the something, they get the accurate picture of what that thing is. It's not my version of it or my opinion of it. It's an accurate reflection of it. An interpretation is an accurate reflection of the author's intent are we okay let's go to second timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, 2 Timothy 2 15, do your best. We've got to be careful that we actually handle the Word of God correctly, hey? It, it, sometimes in this whole thing of it's all God, let's not remove our part. And I talked about that pretty clearly this morning, didn't I? The promise, the condition. But here, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. But I want you to understand the context. It's not by one approved because you do everything right and you get everything right and you never make a mistake. It says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed And who correctly handles the word of truth. Who correctly handles, correctly handles the word of truth. I feel that we have substituted many times, correctly handles the word of truth or handle the word of truth correctly with interpret the word of God as seems best to you. Interpretation that comes from divine revelation is accurate because the source is God. I'm just making some statements. Is this cool? Interpretation. Again, you think about interpretation. We don't think God's interpretation. We talk to each other about what's your interpretation of. I I want you to hear. I'm just going to pretty much say the same thing in different ways for the next few minutes. That's all I'm going to do. Because I just want us to get this one thing. My interpretation, if it comes from divine revelation, it is accurate. Because it's from Him, not from me. Interpretation that does not come from divine revelation is dangerous and erroneous because the source is us. If the interpretation is what you think something means outside of divine revelation, it's not even worth talking about. I am not putting you down. I'm putting us in our right place. We are not the source of truth. We do not have the right to give our opinion on truth. We only have our right to interpret it. But the interpretation has to come from the one who is the source of the truth. We cannot handle the Word of God correctly outside of divine revelation from our Father in heaven. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot. Now listen to this our application huh, what we do with our belief our truth our application is aligned to our interpretation and this is why it must be div- um, this is why it must be founded in divine revelation because if I actually do what I believe If the source of my belief is God Himself, then my actions, my application will follow the way of truth and I'll be free. But if I am the source and it is not in alignment with what God authored, then my application will still follow my belief, which will keep me in my dysfunction and in my slavery and in my bondage. We do what we believe therefore if our belief is incorrect our doing will be incorrect trying to change what we do without changing what we believe will result in ongoing frustration and disappointment i've been there so have you true so here is the thing i'm about to open up a few more scriptures but true freedom is connected to right believing and right believing is connected to divine revelation not natural interpretation can i read that again true freedom is connected to right believing and right believing is connected to divine revelation not natural interpretation john chapter 8 verse 31 32 you know it well john 8 31 32 jesus is here and there's the Jews and it says to the Jews who believed him Jesus said if you hold to what my teaching you are really my disciples then you will know the truth you will know the truth and the truth will set you free only god 's version of the truth can set us free. My version of the truth cannot produce the freedom that i desire i 'm not preaching at you i 'm speaking with you today. I have many times stayed in bondage and things in my life even as a man of god even as a even as a prophet. I have been enslaved, not because the truth. Didn't have the power to set me free, but my version of the truth was not actually in accordance with the divine revelation from the one who spoke the truth. Whenever I am out of alignment with the divine revelation and I have naturally interpreted something, I stay in bondage. It is for freedom that Christ set us free, but the freedom is attached to believing and knowing the truth, not my version of the truth. Is this simple enough for us tonight? My simple is, again we go back to what I said, if, 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 if what we're believing that the Word says is not resulting in the life that God promises. Maybe wise people tonight, including myself, would pause and stop and say, am I actually actually interpreting this right? Or have I actually created a version that is actually different to what God originally intended and therefore I'm not getting the flow on, the fulfillment of the promise, the benefit, the blessing that God Almighty wants me to have. Only God's version of the truth can result in true freedom. That's why we've got to seek the truth. We've got to pursue the truth. We've got to deeply desire the truth. We must position ourselves to receive the truth. I want you to hear the statement. God may see different things to different people from the same scripture. True or not true? Even in your own world greg you let's just talk about you for a moment. There's things that you've even when you've been having divine revelation on a scripture is so inexhaustible that you keep on seeing more and more things correct deeper levels deeper levels and you talk to people and where they may be at in a moment god may bring something something to them that will help them step towards him and come into a deeper level of friendship friendship and freedom but listen to the statement god may say different things to different people from the same scripture but he will never contradict himself in the same scripture this is where we get into problems in the body of christ it's not that God's saying this to them and God's saying, it's when it's in contradiction that they it, they can't both be the truth. And we call it, but that's my interpretation. Interpretation is only valid if it's actually in alignment with the one who spoke it. I, I don't want to be right. I don't want to fight to be right. I don't want to... when. Trust me, if you see some of our, you probably have them too, but some of Greg and I's conversation behind closed doors when we wrestle in the Spirit, which we do. Do we not, brother? Iron sharpens iron. Spark fly. We we wrestle this out. You need to know that. This is good. But here's the thing, when I'm speaking to Greg and when Greg is speaking to me, my focus is not, I believe this, and if Greg starts to say something that's a little bit different, my focus is never, I want to be right now, I need Greg to see what I'm saying. It is never, ever that. If it was that, I wouldn't be here because we've had conversations. No, you need to hear me. It is not I want to be right. He needs to hear my version of what I... It is I want to know the truth. And if I need to be changed, if my thinking needs to be changed, if my belief needs to be changed, then I want to receive the truth because freedom is connected to truth, not my opinion and not my version. And not being right. Jay said to me before he said it's always good having you here I wish you could stay longer. and maybe you can come back sometime I said you can only handle me in small doses but I realised in the moment I can only handle him in small doses God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you some people love me when I come Many love me when I leave. (laughs) To God be the glory. Acts 17, I am, I am, I'm part of your family. I feel like it. I mean, I've got to be, no one even introduces me anymore. I look around and go, who am I? I just take the microphone and people that are visiting go, who the heck is he? Acts 17 verse 10. And, and just by the way, if anyone's catching my t-shirt, just so you're not staring at it going, why is he wearing rust? It's trust. All right. <laughs> rust. <laughs> trust. See, your interpretation was wrong. That wasn't even planned. <laughs> your version was incorrect. God, help me get this meeting back because they've just hijacked it. If it's not true, I gave it away. Acts 17, verse 10 to 12. Are you getting something from this? Acts 17, to 10 to 12. I just feel the Holy Spirit is just stopping right now. And I, uh, I'm preaching to the converted, to the choir. But I'm going to say it because God's saying it to me right now. I pray you never tire. I pray you never tire of hearing the deep things of God from the apostle appointed to this church because many people, many congregations yearn just to have a few nuggets of deep revelation and truth in a plain-spoken, watered-down. I honor you, Greg. Thanks for leaning in. Thanks for sharpening me and sharpening us. And we want to release you to keep on running, keep on digging. We're going to go deeper. And we're going to spread out wider. We're adding today th- this week in that parallel lane I prophesied last night and this morning. We are pursuers of the greater revelation of the truth, but it is time to add a greater demonstration of the Spirit's power, the truth and the power work, and they are part of the one, the same. But don't think, man, it's don't think what he's sharing, what I'm thinking, this is just sort of so deep. Let's, let's be people that move from the milk to the meat. Let's be people that go, thank God that we've got leaders that are not content just to... Dare I say it Give us better homes and gardens Preaching on how just to be better With your money or your life Listen I'm not knocking it as far as part of a healthy balanced diet But God's purpose for the church Is not just to make us better, nice, good people It's totally To totally transform us Change us change our very being dna to actually make us the spiritual beings that we are that we are those foreigners or we are those pilgrims we are those aliens that we are passing through but this is not our home our home is in heaven I want to beg you I want to beg you I want to beg you to champion this man on to champion those that speak truth and and when it goes too deep for you go thank you father that we're not being fed milk and if I don't get it then maybe I can lean into you God and you can help me to understand it maybe the times when we don't get it is an open invitation from our father to lean in ourselves rather than just spit the dummy, throw the toys out of the cot and go somewhere else. <clears throat> I told Greg that sometimes I say stuff and then go, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Acts seventeen ten. Are we finished about now? No one's fallen out of window and died yet. It's all good. <laughs> We're on the first level? Are we on the first is that a no. No one opened the window. Acts seventeen. Verse ten, eleven, twelve. Maybe that could be part of our greater demonstration of the spirit's power. We can start right there. I'm enjoying myself. A little bit much, but I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Have I said where we are? Acts 17 Verse 10 Very good Just checking As soon as it was night Must be now The believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea Everyone say Berea On arriving there they went to the Jewish synagogue Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character Than those in Thessalonica Why? For they received the message with great eagerness and they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and Greek men. Let me tell you what I see in the scripture. Being of noble character is not about casually hearing, it's about eagerly receiving. They eagerly receive. They are more noble character because they eagerly received. I didn't just rock up because that's what I do. I didn't casually listen, and I didn't even just listen with my natural ears and all oh, that's a nice sermon. I didn't measure it by whether I liked it. No, I eagerly received it. If God can speak through a donkey, God can speak through Steve McCracken and Grabson, no. Come on they are no more noble character because they didn't casually hear they eagerly received second thing i see is being of noble character is not about occasionally reading it's about diligently examining it's not about occasionally reading it's about diligently examining see i tell you right now many god help me not to get in trouble um you can read this if you were a leader in today's church. You could read this and wrongly interpret it based on the fact that they examined it to see if what Paul was saying was true. That almost be shunned by many. Hang on, I'm saying, of course it's true. They weren't knocked down for. See, there's a difference between trying to pick a hole in something and saying, I don't like that. There's That's not what they were doing because this is what they were doing. They know that freedom is attached to the truth and I can't blindly just follow everything that everyone says from the pulpit and says it's true. I got to know it's the truth because I need to be free. being of noble character is not about casually hearing it's about eagerly receiving it's not about occasionally reading it's about diligently examining and being of noble character is not just about believing something it's about believing the truth they they examined what was said because they didn't need to know if what they're and this was poor for goodness sake this is Greg, for goodness sake. This is me, for goodness sake. I'm not elevating us. I just need you to hear. Don't you dare take everything I say, and if it's not, you're not sure, don't go, oh, he said it, so it must be true. Don't do that. You examine the Scripture. You go, Holy Spirit, would you show me if this is truth? I won't be offended. I will be applauding and say, there's someone who wants to know the truth, who's not being swept away by every wind of doctrine. How do you know my doctrine's not a false doctrine? Unless you know. I don't care who it is. Don't take it at face value. I'm not talking about listen to everything through the eyes of skepticism. Please, if you get that, you got the wrong thing. No, they came. They eagerly, I want to know. I want to know. They listened to it. Then they went to the Scriptures. That's exactly right. Yes, that's right. I grab it into my heart and I run with it. Even as a man of God myself and a man who loves the Word, you guys know me enough to know I love the Word, right? You also know me enough to know I hear God, right? But there's things that I that I have spoken even from platforms five years ago, ten years ago that I see different now. Not because I was bad, but because I'm growing. And so if you believe everything that everyone says, in five, ten years' times there might be a deeper level. So I'm begging you. To go to God and go to the scriptures yourself, not to disprove, but to discover truth, not to disprove the preacher, but to discover the preach the, the, the truth the results of eagerly receiving, diligently examining and believing the truth listen, 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 it says, and many. People got saved. I don't want to somehow gimmick something up and be so fancy with my preaching and so charismatic with my preaching and it'd be off. And, and people, I don't want people to come into my version of what I read. Because they can't be free. They might put their hand up. They might make decisions. But that's not what it's about. It's about people that were slaves becoming free, who were dead, becoming alive. And it is not from a good sermon. It's from the the truth. The truth sets us free. And my interpretation, which is the theme of what God wants me to get to you today, is this. It is only valid if it is in line, in harmony, actually exactly the same as what the author said. Philippians 4 verse 8. And believe it or not, I'm almost finished. Please, please, I, I, have, I can't actually convey to you what I'm feeling right now. But I feel, and even this could be misinterpreted. But here, my heart, I feel such a holy weight—not, not a. I don't feel a negative burden on me. I feel the opposite. I feel like God almost placing a weightiness upon us, saying, I'm calling you to be a different people. And there is a weightiness. There is this glory. There is this there is, take the shoes off. I'm standing on holy ground. Go back to where we started. There's reverence. There's all this respect for who He is, but also for the truth of His word. I don't want to ever take a scripture to back up my opinion and belief but we do it so often you know how many times and i thank god and i don't think i've done it perfectly so i'm going to be transparent up front but i thank god that almost without exception and i pray to god moving forward without exception the amount of times because again you guys know me reasonably well father just speaks statements and things like that and i just jot them down and Over times, God just drops more and more and I just jot it down and then what comes out comes out. You know how it works. But the amount of times when I know that the heart of what God is saying to me, like today, this whole interpretation and my version, it's not about my opinion, it's about my explanation. Scriptures will fleet into my mind that have a connection to what I'm saying because I know the Word. Scriptures will come into my mind And there have been plenty of times when then I've gone, where is that? And I go to look it up and I read it. And then I, I so often read before it and after it and I read the context. And then when I read the context, I go, actually, that's not even meaning what I'm saying. Now, the average person in a church wouldn't even know because we take the Scripture. So I could take it and it could back up my point, but it's not actually the truth as applied to this because it's not what it means and I have stopped myself and I have I have jotted down the scripture and thought oh yes that's yes God that is so good and then when I've looked at it it hasn't and I have many times deleted scripture from my what I bring to the people because in the context it actually doesn't mean what it sounds like it means I refuse to get the word to Back up what I'm trying to get across to people if it's not what God actually intended. So, Philippians 4, verse 8, last scripture. A couple more statements and we're done. Finally, some of you are going, that's a great place for Steve to get to. Mm-hmm. You know what a preacher. What it means when a priestess says finally? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Finally. Philippians 4 8, finally, brothers and sisters. I'm talking to you. Finally, brothers and sisters. Whatever is your opinion. Your preference Finally brothers and sisters I want you to get this Whatever is true Whatever is noble Whatever is right Whatever is pure Whatever is lovely Whatever is admirable If anything is excellent Or praiseworthy Four words Think about such things. The last four words of this verse bring the clarity and language that is needed today in the church. Think about these things. This is meditation on the truth. Yet we have exchanged these four words. Think about these things that were just listed. We have exchanged them for a similar seven words that have had and continue to have devastating consequences, and that is, what do you think about these things? Can I say it again? Because some of us are going. What did you just say? It's. This is what it says. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, think about these things think about it we've replaced it is what do you think about these things what do you think about these things and the danger is we often put this down to our interpretation i'm not talking about people i'm not talking about a conversation we, Greg you and I are wrestling not wrestling over the scripture but leaning into the scripture and we're reading it from the posture of we want to know the truth and we, and I'm saying man I'm seeing this and you're going oh, I'm seeing this and, and we go that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about when I believe something and, and I'm asking people and we're doing it from the basis of my opinion your opinion a- against each other I want to be right uh, there's just no place for that when it comes to the Word of God. I actually think that one of the greatest things that is added to sometimes the present state of some of the church. Get my language. Do not leave this. Let's not be spiritually elite at the rock. Can you hear me? Can I hear an amen? We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're searching for truth, but let's in some places. What is your opinion about this is the number one question that has led to the decline in them being the light that God's called them to be. Debating truth has replaced desiring truth. When the Bible is clear, we don't need to debate its relevance today. I don't want to step on any toes, but I'm just, I'm a prophet. I'm just going to be a prophet. We don't need a debate on whether marriage is between a man and a woman or a man and a man and a woman and a woman. We don't need a debate. Is—is we We don't need a debate on what God says is clear. I have no problem with people getting together and saying, in this world where this is such an issue right now and there is so much division and confusion god loves every person and in the same way that the ones that are trapped in 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 drunkenness or the ones that are trapped in um, family violence or the ones that are trapped in prostitution or the ones that uh, in the same way that we go we want to reach them with the love of god and we let's get together so we can discuss how can we reach them with the love of God? I say yes, yes, yes. But there is no place to get together and say, the Bible says this, but is that really what it means? Is it clear? Do we actually think it's for today? I wonder if truth has actually changed because we've got to be loving. Well, We want to be ones that know the truth because the truth sets us free. So as I finish, going back to the dictionary, the thesaurus, the word interpretation. This is what I conclude. Interpretation is truly about what God said, not about what I think. And it is, what when I talk about my interpretation, it is, by its very definition, about my explanation, not my opinion. And I want to finish on reading the three statements that God spoke to me that triggered this whole thing. When it comes to interpretation of God's word, close enough is not good enough. Now that we've talked about it for half an hour or 45 or whatever it's been, there's a deeper weight to these words. God's Word means what God wants it to mean, not what we want it to mean. And the last one, an interpretation of God's Word is only valid if God sees it the same way. I pray that we'll be people that handle the Word of God correctly I want to take us back to where I started tonight I don't want to empower you to be like an Abrian to seek out the truth when you hear something go to the word posture yourself with the word asking the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth father I've heard this can you confirm this to my heart can you bring divine revelation to me not from a f- posture of trying to disprove or discredit but to discover and believe the truth is this been clear enough tonight let's be those people let's be of more noble character where we desire and seek the truth let me pray for you thank you father Father we need you For life And godliness We need this Holy Spirit that Jesus you promised and Who is now Taking up residence in us We need you Holy Spirit To lead us into all truth That's our simple desire today is one people we lay down we lay down at times our desire and focus on being right and we replace it with God we just want to desire truth God once again we even as a prayer to you we want to say thank you for Greg thank you for the leadership here that got on board thank you for a man that truly wants to lean in and will not settle for close enough is good enough god i want to thank you for him and i cry out for deeper more greater revelation i also pray for the wisdom on application I pray, Father, that this will be a time and let me prophesy over you as a church. Let me release it into your spirit. Some of you just need to lift your hands. You need to open your hearts right now. Father, I prophesy and release over this church that this is a time of greater revelation. It is a time of greater seeking. It is a time of um, more clear and accurate interpretation that has come from divine revelation. But Lord, we ask also that this will be a time of, of greater Demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. I cry out that miracles, that people being healed of cancer, people healed that are blind, people healed that are de- deaf, Lord, people that are in wheelchairs coming out of the wheelchairs, God. I cry out that that will become the commonplace, the normal as it was on Jesus' day and in Jesus' time. Father, we pray, even as it said about Jesus, that he went around doing good and healing all who is sick and oppressed Lord we do not find one time when someone came to Jesus sick and he sent them away and said this is to my father's glory not one time did he not heal them and Lord we cry out in this day in this age Lord of much talk and much teaching Lord in the body of Christ that there will be a greater demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power that wants to bring freedom and life and healing Lord because the culture and the DNA and the atmosphere of heaven, Lord, is devoid of many of the things that we tolerate and see on this earth. And we cry out, let your kingdom come. We cry out, let your will be done on this earth as it is done in heaven. If, if, if it is forbidden in heaven, we forbid it here on this earth. If it is permitted in heaven, we permit it here on earth. And we will not be ones that limit ourselves to what we know and what we believe but we will stir up our most holy faith and we will lay hands on the sick and we will see them recover in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we cry out to this to you for this God not the, so that we can look good not so that we can add another boat to our string but as it says in your words so that the Father may get glory as he did with Jesus life by completing the works that you gave him to do. Lord we stir ourselves up afresh as the rock. I count myself as a part of that, Lord, that we will lean in for greater revelation, but we will also lean in for greater demonstration. Lord, we will support our leaders. We will champion them on. We will seek out ourselves. We will walk in divine revelation ourselves, and we cry out that this will be a time of great revival that will flow from in this place and from this place. We cry out that this will be a time of many souls being saved in our families, in our workplaces. Lord God, in the name of the lord jesus christ that those that opposed will actually see the life transformation and step towards the light lord even as it says that we are the salt of the world and the salt of the earth and the light of the world god we pray that people will see our good works and glorify the father in heaven these are the days says the lord of greater salvation greater healing greater miracles. But it is a mixture, it is a, a, a union, a oneness between revelation and demonstration, revelation and demonstration, revelation and demonstration. We will not settle for less than what God is willing to give us. We say, God, we thank you that this is the time. Now is the time, now is the time, now is the time. Praise the name of the Lord, Gregus talked to me in the want to be a church of the fivefold ministry you guys have talked about a lot but i feel to pray and release over you and i pray that some of you will grab this right now the spirit of the evangelist the evangel the evangelistic spirit to come upon you in the name of the lord jesus christ if you want that i want you to reach out right now this is don't make this complicated don't make this weird this is just this that you want to testify about the goodness of god so that people can come into new life if that's not your desire man you need to reach out because it needs to be our desire in the name of jesus May the spirit of the evangelist come upon us right now in this room. God, let there be a holy discontent, discontent, Lord God, that people are dying and going to hell. Lord, we, we want to come to You, but we want to take others to You too, oh God. We want to take people's hands and walk towards our Father in heaven. We want to see those that are dead in their sins become alive in Christ, oh God. We call in the drug addicts, Lord. We call in the prostitutes right now. We call in those, oh God, that are destroying families, we call them into the kingdom of God. The greatest need of every person is not to stop their dysfunction is to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is to come into an encounter with the living God. We prophesy and we release salvation and healing and may the spirit of the evangelist start to rise up in this church. Lord as we are going we'll make disciples. Oh God we'll have our discipleship groups here in the rock and I praise God and I thank God but as we go we will make disciples. It's not God by laboring and striving but it's by a revelation of the God that lives in us. And Lord, is a commitment to the God that lives in us to be in partnership with what we see Him doing as we go, as we go, as we go, as we go. We don't want to preach a different gospel. It's not about inviting people to come. It's about us going. Jesus sent out the 12. Jesus sent out the 72. Jesus said, you go into all the world. Oh God Almighty, we want to do what you say. That person on the plane, that person, or that person that I catch a lift with to work. Lord God, we don't want to throw, shove a book down their throat. We don't want to push a Bible down their throat. We actually want to keep in step with what the Spirit's already doing. May we never speak something that the Spirit didn't initiate. But Lord, may we never be silent if the Spirit says speak. God, we're in a group right now that we say this is about God having everything. Lord right now we give you every limitation that we place upon ourselves. Every limitation, every time we say I can't because I'm just. We repent of Lord God sometimes not opening doors for people to encounter you because we have devalued ourselves and and seen ourselves differently. And God we say today we realign. We realign. We want to know you better but we want empower others to come to know you almighty god we are not of those who shrink back we're going to persevere and push in we're going to lean in almighty god oh god just ask you to use us for your glory lord use us for your glory use us for your glory I cry out to you, Father God, and I pray a greater a greater release of prophetic dreams in night seasons over the people in this church. I pray that as they sleep, oh God, that you will bring prophetic dreams, you will bring revelations, you'll bring visions, oh God, not just that connect them to you, God, that is the greatest, and I thank you for it. Do it more, do it more, do it more, but God, that you'll give us visions and dreams. You'll give us prophetic dreams about those people that we work with and those people that we live with those people oh god that oh god just give us increased words of knowledge that open the door Lord, not about our glory, but like the Samaritan woman that we mentioned this morning, Lord, when she heard a prophetic word and a a word of knowledge, Lord, to open herself up to receive this living water that will never leave her thirsty ever again, Lord. Lord God Almighty, we want to be people of the whole council, of the whole Word of God. We want to handle Your truth correctly. But we also want to be a walking, living demonstration. Lord, outside of these four walls. We want you to get the glory. We want you to get the glory. We give you honour. We give you praise. I release your blessing over this church, over Greg, over Danny the senior leadership over every leader over the visitor over the long time long standing members Lord those that have entered into a level of revelation those that are still struggling and not even sure God we cry out for those that may be their hearts are in a little bit of opposition because they don't get it Lord God we do not condemn them we pray for them earnestly and say God would you bring the revelation that will lead them into freedom I cry out that the that they the core will grow it will become the whole I cry out that the hundreds will turn into thousands of God and it will not be by transfer growth It will be by people encountering the living God on the streets and in the workplaces and in the homes Lord I release in the name of Jesus Christ even a church planting a uh, movement or oh God in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, a stirring in our hearts to say what we have, we need to release it. Lord, in your time, in your time, but Lord, plant some seeds, even as I'm prophesying right now, plant some seeds, plant some seeds right now. God, place some nations on people's hearts right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Now is the time, says the Lord, to start to dream. To start to dream. Dream in the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the adding that you're doing. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And Father, I thank you that we get to be a part of this wonderful group of people who are walking together towards you. I bless them in Jesus' name with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I thank you for them. I thank you for the gift and the richness of our friendship. Thank you for the blessing that they are in this church is to me. Thank you that I get to walk with them. And until we see each other again, God, I just pray that Lord they'll go deeper and deeper in divine revelation and divine demonstration for your glory. And all my friends said, Amen. Amen. Amen.